All right. Hey, hey, hey. I am Brandon Beliso, and it is Friday, March 4th, 2022. This is Success Never Sleeps, where we as a collective, we're trying to figure out this thing called life, move our businesses through some crazy, crazy times, and remain relevant, stay values-based, stay purpose-driven, purpose-driven, and of course, financially we want to be sustainable and growth oriented. And, and when I work with school owners all over the world, the majority of what I work with is the small school owner. And I will tell you, I believe every one of them should be able to own a home. They should be able to take time off when they want and attend their kids' basketball games, things of that nature. They should be able to save for their retirement, right? And they should be able to put their kids through college. I, I, it's, it's a little, I mean, I'm that dreamer, right? I, I remember back in, well, I wasn't then, but I remember watching things about, you know, everybody should have the white picket fence and a chicken in every pot, that type of thing. I, I still believe that today, especially being here in America. We should really have that opportunity. But of course, we have to work smart and we have to work right, right? I understand that. But with that said, with that said, you know, I think it's really important that in today's world of information and in this world of misinformation that we are cultivating content, we are gathering data that can truly help us fulfill our purpose, okay? So for me, where does that begin? When I take an in information, and I, and I wanna start with this before I thank my sponsors. When I take an in information, number one, it needs to be data-driven, right? Data driven. So it has to be some data, some research, why this information is being presented to me. And then second, for me, it has to be learned experience. Let's say I take this data that says if I eat this way for the next three months, uh, my cholesterol will be perfect. I'll lose weight. Okay, great. That might have worked for 10 other people, but will it work for me? So applied learning, learned experience. I eat this way for three months. I do all these different things. If I lose 25 pounds, I go to the doctor, my cholesterol's right. Now I can say as a testimonial, yes, it does work. It does work, okay? So data, experience, and then result driven. Because I've got the results, I can say it works. And that's very, very important. But again, starting with my own purpose, I wanna lose 25 pounds, right? My own values. I want to be healthy and here a long time for my family. Great. So this, all this data says you do this program, it'll lose that weight. Then I get the learned experience and I get the results. So for me, those three things have always been very crucial in that process for me. And if I do those things, the potential for me is unlimited. Cool. Okay. Let's see if we can keep our focus going here. All right. And I'm walking around really slow because I think I walk too much too and it messes it up, okay. So now I'd like to thank my sponsors, Kids Love Life Skills, my studio, LC Accounting Market Muscles. I love every, every, every one of the people that run these companies. Um, my studio too, they just came out with some new updates. They're working really hard, they're listening to us, and I'm very proud to partner and be an influencer for my studio. Kids Love Life Skills, that is my company. I'm huge on character development. And when I get to work with students and work with parents, I recognize that they don't care that I'm an eighth degree black belt. They don't care I'm a third generation martial arts school owner. They don't care. But what they do care about is when they see their child develop confidence and focus and discipline. So Kids Love Life Skills is a very service-based life skills system. It is designed to help you as a school owner position yourself as a life skills education leader. It really, really does. So I'm going to share with you that. Please, if you haven't had the opportunity to look at Kids Love Life Skills, do so. LC Accounting, I was talking to my sister yesterday. I love her dearly. You know, she has been. She's been like my angel through this pandemic and life. And, you know, we con we've connected in a big way over the past X number of years. And I thank God for it every day. And Mark and Muscle, Stephen Reinstein, well, what a kind soul. And for me, that's really important, you know? I don't want to just work with people. I want to work with people I love. Life is short. Time is precious. I really want to be around people that I love. 
And that's important to me because there's going to be tough times. Things aren't going to work, all those different things. And when that happens, I want to be mindful that it's because of the commitment and the value of the relationship. I will see my studio through bugs when they pop up in Apple. I will see market muscles when they're taking all these months to upgrade everybody's websites to version three, right? I think the challenge in most people as human beings, anytime something doesn't go well, we jump ship. What's the divorce rate in the United States? 50%? I think here in San Francisco, it's like 75%. So for me, it's really important to know that. I recognize there will be growing pains. There will be challenges. We're going through that with Kids Love Life Skills right now. And But if we're committed to each other and we're committed to a purpose, we're committed to our team, guess what? We see it through. So every time you jump ship and go to a new software, you start all over again. Every time you jump ship and go to a new web company, you start all over again. So recognize that. Recognize that when you make your business choices, but more so your personal choices in the relationships you want to be in. Cool? All right. And, and I want to share this one of the things that I have coming up. Um, first of all, July 3rd, I will be in uh, D.C., Washington, D.C., for the Cookie One event sponsored by my studio. I'm so grateful. I was at Cookie One in Seoul, Korea back in December of 2019. Everybody knows that. And I felt very blessed, I mean, and, and honored because it's not common that they let a non-Taekwondo person that is a martial artist into their, into their events. And I was very humbled by that. You know, plus I got to stand side by side with the guy from Disney, Bill Capadogli. And, and, and that's humbling, right? It, it never filled my ego. I, I remember sitting in the government car that picked me up at the airport because, you know, it, Cookie One's a government. And I just sat there just like this in the backseat going, is this really happening? And it was, it was so cool. You know, and then walking into the uh, arena, uh, I mean, the, 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 it was huge. And there were big banners of me. And I was just like so humbled by that. So I'm grateful that the relationship continues, that the impression I left upon them in 2019, I get to speak um, at the new Cookie One event. It's their first international event. So it is groundbreaking. And the fact that they're moving into my studio and there's some other good news going to come up about that is just amazing. And then, of course, uh, in August, I will be, that's August 5th, I will be out in. Um, Atlantic City, I believe it is, for the Warrior Mindset, Bam Johnson and Kimber, this entrepreneurial event geared for young people to help them learn to be entrepreneurs through collaboration, self-love, teamwork, all these different things. Again, a very groundbreaking event. And these are new. So I'm going to ask you to look them up and consider supporting both events. Because the fact that they are new, a lot of people are scratching their heads going, hmm, let me kick back, wait and see what happens. And if it does well, I'll go to the one next year. Be a disruptor. And that's what today's episode is all about, right? Bam and his wife are really pushing the envelope here with the warrior mindset. Two is pushing things with, with Cookie One and Cookie One Two, venturing outside, you know, Cookie One to do this. So I'm very grateful to be part of both of these events. So what is today? all about. Today is all about being a disruptor, okay? Being a disruptor. And what does that mean for me? You know, being a disruptor for me is finding new and innovative ways that can better our industry, but serve my values and my culture and my vision as well. And, and, I mean, I'm nowhere on this end, but think of somebody like a Steve Jobs sitting in this meeting with his team going, hey, we got this thing. It's bigger than an iPhone. It's smaller than a personal computer. You can carry it around. It's web ready. You, know, you can work on it just like a PC. And we're going to call it a tablet, specifically an iPad. And at the time, people are looking at Steve Jobs going, what? You know, what the hell? Nobody has one of these. But see, what Steve Jobs saw was something people would need before they ever needed it. That's just, whoa, that's whoa. You know, when Disney was curating his characters and, and, and when he went to, took his daughters 
to that fair and went, this is crappy. It's dirty. You know, it's, it, we can do better than this. And he came up with the concept for Disneyland. Again, everybody shot him down. Everybody. So that's the challenge with being a disruptor. Everybody and their mother is going to shoot you out of the sky. Why? Because it's not proven. And I know that. So I'm famous in my own mind, right? And when Hung Tran came up to me and, well, he didn't come up to me, he posted it. You are a disruptor. I thought, what are you saying? You know, I'm a five-year-old kid that's disrupting the class. And he says, no, 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 no. Look it up. So I did. And it's somebody that comes into an industry and disrupts things and finds ways to do it differently, not necessarily better. And there is that concept, right? Don't reinvent the car, right? Learn to drive it better. Or don't reinvent the wheel. I mean, because it doesn't even resonate with me. Don't reinvent the wheel. Learn to drive the car better. That's an excuse. That's an excuse for not being willing to take chances to fail, right? Because where people can point fingers and say, you suck. You suck. And I get that every day. I get that every day. And you know that. I mean, I'm sure you've been on other threads and heard people saying, Brandon Belize was a nut. You know, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And that's cool. But see, I think the big thing why I'm successful is because I'm willing to make mistakes and be okay with that. I'm the first to raise my hand and say, I don't have the answers for you, only you do. And I might shoot myself in the foot as a consultant, but I'm here to tell you, I'm willing to do that because life is precious and the ability to live life on your terms and be successful on your terms, that's what makes it so cool, right? That's what makes life so, so cool. So I want to pre-frame all of that. As we talk about disruption, I want you to grasp that concept. Let me look back here. Say hello to everybody. James, Jeremy. What's up, Jeremy? Okay. Karth is asking, any advice on starting a parent and a three to four-year-old program? We were planning a five-week program once a week for 30 test the market. That's an easy one, Karth. If I may, you need my kids love life skills. It's a full kid and, partic and parent participation class. Letitia, can you reach out to Karth? James Smith, Jason Smith will tell you all about it. He uses it in his school as well. Okay, so I wanna talk about disruption in a very unique way by starting with results, right? Again, you know me, I'm about information, learned experience, and then results. So this is kind of working backwards. These are our numbers that we've posted. This is just one location, right? I, I didn't post both of them, but look at these numbers. One location, 3,700 square foot, feet. I think we're at four, 574 right now. No, 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 474, sorry. 474 students. Take a look, all right? We had October, 62,000. November, 82,000. December, 95,000. January, 104,000, right? And what is it for February? 101,000. And look how we've started out March. Look at those numbers, please, because data does not lie. And if you think I'm inflating my numbers, ask Letitia of LC Accounting. I have no reason to lie to you, zero. There's no benefit of lying to you. And this is important because people look at our numbers and think they're outrageous. No, they are not. You can do this too. But it's because of our disruptive mindset and our willingness to try new and innovative things and come up with our own ideas and fall flat on the face and get up or why you see numbers like this. Now, put it in the comments. Would any of you be happy with these numbers? Put them in. Put them in. Would anybody of you be happy with these numbers? Put them in. I want to see the comments. Thank you, Conrad, Jason. Thank you, thank you. Cool. Right? And, and, and I know for many of you, you'd be really happy with $50,000 a month, right? 600K a year, you can buy a house, take care of your family, go on vacation, 401K, retirement, the whole nine yards. This is just one location. 
I feel very grateful to God we're on a path to do $2 million this year. And that's our goal. That would be pre-pandemic numbers, 2 million between two locations. Um, but it requires a real disruptive mindset. Now, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna show you how and why we have gotten to these numbers, okay? But let's pre-frame some of the things that are going on right now, right? That we need to be aware of in this pandemic. Okay, one thing we're experiencing right now, all of us, is this. The great resignation, right? The great resignation. And what's happening are people are not wanting to work because of the stimulus and unemployment and all those things. So many people are leaving industries in droves. Classic example is the restaurant industry, right? The restaurant industry, take a look at that. People, they're having a hard time finding waiters and, you know, and all of that. And I'm gonna tell you why, because we know a lot of it is under the table, right? So here's why that doesn't work. How many of you've walked into a restaurant Right, and that ask for cash only. Put it in the comments. Who's ever had, who's ever done that? Okay. And I'm going to show you the domino effect. And, and, and I'm going to share this with you because I've witnessed this as data, all of it. Okay. So, how many of you have all eaten in a restaurant that asked for cash only or gone to some kind of food place that says cash only? Put it in. Put it in the comments. All right. So, the thing about that, I'm going to share with you why that was a bad choice, right? Right, thank you. Well, it's more than that, Kat. They want to not pay the 3% merchant fees on those restaurants. It's more than that, Kat. They ask for cash because they don't declare it on their taxes. That is why. And then they're gonna take that cash and they're gonna pay somebody that may not be kosher or not under the table. So see the ripple effect? I take in cash right? And I pay under the table. So now when I went to the government and I asked for PPP money or employee retention credit money during this tough pandemic, guess what? You have no income to show for it that justifies any amount of money that you can keep paying that staff. So there's, there's the whole ripple effect right there, right? Right there. Okay, think about that. Right, and you're right, Scott. Then they have an ATM machine in their business, right? Some third-party ATM thing because they're taking cash, they're paying under the table, and they're not reporting that cash to the government. So when they go to the government with their tax returns and they're trying to get money to help keep their business afloat during the pandemic, they could not. They could not. They could not. Also, for us as an industry, a lot of people, because people working for free, because they're part of your black belt club, you have to teach for free, we're not paying people well, the same thing happened. I can bless, gratefully say we got half a million dollars in different grants and PPP and employee retention credits through this pandemic, half a million dollars, because our tax returns justified it. And I've got Letitia. Cool, so you see where I'm going with that, right? You see where I'm going with that? It's important to do things right. So we've witnessed that. And the reason why the great resignation is happening because people are resetting, right? They like, man, this pandemic taught me, you know, a lot of things I need to reset, reevaluate what's next, and I need to rest. People are tired. So companies, that what it triggered in companies to do we're redefining, we're realigning, and we're reorganizing, okay? Redefining, the number one reason people have left companies in droves because of toxic cultures, right? And martial arts, we have that ability to either be a cult, and that's why I put that there, cult, in big uppercase letters, or we could be a culture. And there's a very thin line. I've walked into martial arts schools and there's been so many parodies on that where I walk in and it's like a freaking cult. You know, the master walks in and everybody bows down to him, right? Like he's walking on water. There's a very thin line there between your ego and really. So that's why when I wake up every day and I do my meditation and prayers, I want to serve you. I want to be a servant of the community. And I believe you know, we talk about disruptive behavior. If I serve my team, like I serve my clients, 
I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And that's very important for me. Very important, very important for me, right? Very important. So I wake up every day and go, how can I serve my team better? And ask Letitia. Letitia, you could put it in the comments. A good restaurant, a great five-star restaurant that has survived this pandemic, his payroll, her payroll is up about 30, 33%, okay? 30 to 33% right now, right? Well, you know, pre-pandemic. And those restaurants have sustained. We jacked our payroll up to how much percent, Letitia? Put it in the comments. Put it in the comment, Letitia. How high has our payroll gotten, right? And we did this back in October. And look at our number back in October. I showed you that, right? 62,000 at one location. 62,000. Okay, see what Letitia put there? Look at that. 60%. We went 60%. That's disruptive. That is so disruptive. But no, it's not. What did Apple do coming out at the end of the year? They were giving, you know, their people, some of their upper people, $180,000 bonuses you know, some of their developers and stuff to keep them aboard. What I saw is through this pandemic, nobody got a cost of living raise. So some people got a 25% raise in my business. And then my top people, we were giving out advanced, you know, incredible raises, incredible raises. So right now we were 60% through the pandemic. Where are we today, Letitia, with our numbers growing, right? If Millbrae was at 62,000 in October and today it's hovering around 100,000 a month, do the math, people, do the math. So my revenue since October has increased from what? 62% to uh, 100,000? What is that, about a 40% increase? What is that, folks? What is that? So Letitia, what is our payroll at today? I know I'm messing Letitia up. And this is important stuff, people. So stay with me, please. Stay with me on this, okay? Stay with me. Stay with me. So where are we at now, Letitia? What is our payroll pretty much? If you had to total it up between two locations based upon what we're generating today in revenue. So see where I'm going with this? And this was disruptive. People would say, what? Okay. Oh, oh, look at that, folks. We are back to normal, 30%. But see where I'm going with this? People were looking at me going, what are you going to do in these uncertain times? What are you going to do in this pandemic? What are you going to do? And we looked at that. And, and again, take care of my team, take care of my team, right? And Letitia was instrumental in that We because I was afraid, folks. I'm going, man, can we do that? We need to do that. They've been loyal. You know, I don't want to lose these great, this great team. Can we do that? And we, we really wrestled with it. It took us a month or two. We were even talking about, I think, as early in 2021 to get to where we are. So the number one people or number one reason people are quitting and leaving is because of toxic cultures. So what I'm going to ask you to do as a disruptor, go through your entire environment. Is there anything that's toxic, a toxic teammate, a toxic process, a toxic philosophy, a toxic way of doing business? Is that existing in your business today? And if it is, I'm going to encourage you to get rid of it. Cool? All right. So here's one of the things that we do that's extremely disruptive. And, and I decided to throw this in here because I was talking to a school owner the other day. Right. And, and, and this was the situation. He hasn't been able to move the needle in five years. OK, in five years. And he has a bunch of different processes. And I challenged him on one of the processes. So when somebody stops coming to class. He sits down and he calls people. Why haven't you been to class? Blah, 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 blah. And I said to him, we don't do that. And he goes, what? That's poor service. I said, no, for me, it's old thinking, right? When somebody doesn't come to class, sure, though, you know, based upon the attendance we take in my studio, it can send them an auto email, right? Saying, hey, how come you haven't been to class? That's fine. That's fine. But fundamentally, what do we know? When somebody stops coming to class, it's for two reasons. One, I've been really, really, really busy. And for that, you know you can set up a 15-minute virtual private lesson, and you're always welcome to do a makeup class the following week. 
right? So if you're a once a week student, you've missed two classes, you can come three classes that following week. We have that in place. It's part of our culture. Cool? So I'm either not there because I'm really busy or two, I quit. I just didn't get around to telling you. I quit. I quit. I quit. So if I call you up, why haven't you been coming to class? Well, I've been really busy. Guilt. Two, why are you not coming to class? I'm quitting. I feel bad. Either way, it's not a good conversation. Does anybody agree with me on that? Does anybody agree with me? It is not a good conversation when you call up somebody that has not been coming to class. Anybody? Anybody? Come on. I'm willing to take it on the chin. If you believe calling people is a good thing, that's okay. But I'm sharing with you part of disruption. This is disruptive. Okay, this is a disruptive mindset. Yeah, Letitia's saying don't do it, right? Don't do it. I agree. I agree. Don't do it, okay? Because I can spend, really, when someone's breaking up with you, right, what is that breakup conversation like? Uh, why'd you break up with me, right? Why'd you break up with me? What could I have done better? Think about that. You don't care at that point. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to even be with you. So I believe if we shift our mindset and spend our time, processes on the mat, training our team better, remodeling our school every so many years, keeping the optimal environment, all those things. If you know you were the best boyfriend or the best girlfriend in the world and somebody breaks up with you, it's just not a good fit. Now, of course, I'm going to mine data. And we, have a, we send you a thank you email when you quit. And it fundamentally says, thank you for allowing us to serve you. If there's anything we could have done better, please share. And if you want to come back, the door is always wide open. TJ was the one who said to me, can we take out if there's anything we could have done better? And I went, well, you know, we want to collect data. Data on da-da-da. Well, you know, we know we sucked or it wasn't a good fit. They quit. Is this shouldn't that be a consciousness on our mind all the time to do better, to do better, to do better, to do better, right? Sure, surveys are great, but let me ask you this. How many of you get freaking surveys all the time, all the time? Every time I finish a phone call with customer service, they're going to send me a, a freaking survey. Anytime I, I do a process, they send me a survey. How many of you get surveys all the time now that you're so dumbed down, you don't fill out any of those surveys. Come on, come on, go, 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 go. But see, it's just one more cog in the wheel, right? It's one more cog in the process. Right? Every customer service person tells me on the phone, hey, we're going to send you a survey after. And if I do a good job, do that, right? Yeah, you do get tired of the request to fill out a survey. So instead of doing all of that, why don't we just focus on bettering our curriculum every chance we get? Why don't we focus bettering our communication? Why don't we focus on bettering our relationships with our students and our team? Why don't we focus on bettering our work environment? Why don't we focus on bettering our relationships, right? What's the number one reason people are quitting? Toxic cultures. Well, guess what? I bet the number one reason people, clients are leaving, customers are leaving, students are leaving, is because it's a toxic environment. That's disruptive. See where I'm going with that? That's disruptive. So we don't do, we miss you calls. We'll send you a postcard saying, you know, we miss you, right? We'll do that. So TJ is the one who convinced me to take out if there's anything we could have done better. So let's look at that email and postcard now. Thank you so much for allowing us to serve you. If you ever want to come back, our doors are wide open. Live your best life. That's a lot more of a flow than if there's anything we could have done better. No one's going to tell you that at that point, right? So what we try to do is up front, because most of what we get now are referrals. And I shared this with the school owner too. Currently, we do no Facebook ads. We do no Google ads. We do no social media ads. But we do focus on a relationship, post, like, comment, post, like, comment, always batching pictures to our Google business page, always doing posts at our Google business page. We're active. So that part remains. You look for us anywhere on Google, we're in the top. You know, we're on the first page, without a doubt, you know, for most searches, okay? 
So, but we're doing no Facebook ads right now, no Google AdWords, zero. And we're at 940 something, right? Look at the months we're having. Who has a $100,000 month with no Facebook ads? So there's another disruptive behavior, right? There's another form of disruption. We've moved away from that and we're giving back to our community more. We sponsored a little league baseball team. We sponsored a girls softball team. I have the Millbury Lions Club virtual auction here and I'm going to be the host. We're a drop off for the Millbury Educational Foundation, right? They're gathering bottles of wine and stuff for the big event, the big uh, event coming up where I'm doing what? I am the MC and the auctioneer for that event as well. See where I'm going with this? Community-based marketing for us is disruptive. It's very disruptive, right? It's very disruptive. So we don't do enrollment conferences. No way. 99% of the people who walk through our door are a trial who signed up through the website, through Facebook Messenger, or signed up, you know, online. Done. Done. So when you come in and you finish that trial class, if someone will say, hey, what's next? What's next? You will get an email that will prompt you, and you with membership information, and you can sign up via our app. That's it. Done day. We have no more front desk. We have none of that. None of that. None of it. None of it. We've moved totally away from that. Cool? So these are what's happening. Two, four, six calls. No freaking way. No freaking way. It is automated. You sign up. As soon as you finish your trial, boom, you get tagged in my studio. And now what are you getting? You are getting a trial email flow. Here's membership information. Boom. You become a member. Another tag hits you, and now you're getting membership information. Download the app if you haven't done so already. Here's the curriculum videos if you haven't done so already. You know, here's all the things culturally that get you engaged. Here's the 15-minute private lesson. Here's the link for that. So you get all of that via email. And then, of course, we, from the mat, should be announcing things like that, right? Hey, folks, just a reminder, beginner class that, you know, we have great 15-minute uh, virtual private lessons you're welcome to sign up for. Parents, please download the app. On the app, you have the curriculum videos. All you got to do is ask your instructor at the end of the class, what stripe should my child practice? Beginning stripe, yellow. So that's so, we, we've worked it into our culture. All of that's in the culture. So that 246 call is obsolete for us. It's totally obsolete. We don't do that at all. A lot of it's automated and we work it into real-time processes in our culture. Cool? It is, it is. But see, when we talk about disruption, there'll be a million people that will tell me I'm a freaking idiot. They will. And that's okay. That's okay because this is my race, right? This is what I believe. And in today's culture, I mean, we're going to Universal Studios at the end of this month. We've booked a hotel, we've booked airfare, and we've booked Universal Studios without ever talking to anybody, 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 anybody. We won't talk to anybody until we step foot on the property. Same thing here. There's no reason for you to talk to anybody until you step foot on the property, on the property. And when I was talking to this school owner, I said, you know what that relationship's about? It's about the 45 minutes I spent with that mom who's enrolling into private lessons whose son has special needs. That is where service happens. That's what it's all about. It's not going to happen. I have another one, you know, another student who's starting. Same thing again. I spoke directly to the parent before they've ever signed up and they may never sign up. The point is that's when it happens. Remember, I don't want leads. I don't want trials. I don't want students. We want relationships. And that requires you investing in them without expecting anything in return. Anything in return. What I want to use for that, Zappos, right? Online shoe company, billion dollar online shoe company. People said you are freaking nuts. Nobody's going to buy shoes online. Disruption, disruption. He said, well, why won't people buy shoes online? Because they can't try them on. Well, we'll ship it to them. Well, you know, they're going to have to pay shipping for that. No, they won't. We'll do free shipping both ways. So the minute he took out these obstacles because he was committed to a purpose of helping people have the luxury and the convenience of buying shoes online, guess what? People will buy 20 pairs. Why? Because it's free shipping both ways. And I have a 365-day return policy. No questions asked. No questions asked. But no one's going to be fool enough to return shoes after nine months. I'd, I'd be embarrassed to return shoes I wore for nine months, right? 
So they'll buy 20 pairs and return 10. I paid the shipping both ways. How much money did I just make off 10 pairs of shoes? See, so disruption is rooted in stop stepping over a dollar to pick up a penny. That's what disruption's about, right? Money's not a factor. It's about disruption. It's about cultivating something that doesn't exist, something bigger than us, right? Scott, so they do the trial for how long? I know schools do them for four weeks and stuff. Then they get everything from an email. Could you explain more? Well, you know, there's different schools of thought. I know, I know my brother, too, at my studio and Encourage believes in two weeks. So you go to his after-school program. I mean, from what I last checked, you can do two weeks free. You can do his martial arts program for two weeks for free. We don't do that. We do one lesson. That's it. We do one lesson. That's it. But remember, everything for us, Scott, is month to month. No enrollment fees. No cancellation fees. Zero. And you can quit on the last day. You can come, you know, on, on Feb, March 31st and go, uh, we're quitting and be out by April. That's simple. But see what that allows us to do, Scott, we will we remove more of the obstacles. Come on, data doesn't lie. I'll show those numbers for the people coming on late at the end of this, right? That come at the end of this. So think about that. It's about removing obstacles. I believe there's a big reason why 1% of the population does martial arts. Roughly before the pandemic was like 350 million people do martial arts in the United States. If somebody can find those numbers, but you know, the, it's data. But again, it's really about removing every obstacle you can to getting them sign up. So we do one trial class, but that's a whole unique experience within itself. Jason, I, I went over it with Jason in, in one of our wisdom sessions, and he's helping me rewrite it. And it really is, because how many of you know after the first date? Who knew after the first date? Anybody got that story? Who knew after the first date that you wanted to see that person at least for another month? There you go. But that's just me. See, again, this is my way. People would look at me and say, you're freaking nuts. I get it. If I'm going to sign you to a contract, which is not right or wrong, it's just not my way of doing it. Okay. Be very clear on that. Very clear on that. Right. If I'm going to try to sell you a one-year contract or a six-month contract, yeah, I should probably do two private lessons with just in a controlled environment with the instructor or let you test drive it for two weeks before you commit to six months, one year. But in our case, it's just not necessary. And my staff is optimal, optimal, because it all happens in the group class, right? And, and that's a whole, again, that's a whole nother session, but we do one private, one uh, kind of semi-private on the mat, Scott. Kid comes in, goes into the class, does the warm up, the stretch, the life talk, boom, moves over with the instructor closest to where the parent is sitting. We do 15 minutes of, you know, one, fulfilling the parents' benefits, because we've already asked why, you know, why did you bring the kid to the martial arts? Confidence, 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 do everything we do, but we also integrate our purpose and why and the culture of what we do. Finish with a board break, boom, that kid goes back in the class, finishes with the class, you know, ends with a cool game, walks off the mat, your kid did a really good job today. You know, do you have any questions? Yeah, where do I get more info? We have it here. Here's your info to sign up, membership schedule, everything, or simply look for the email and you can download the app, right? It's that simple now. And when we visualize this and saw this, you know, that's part of why we love my studio so much. They work in the same vein. They test modeled one school and the guy's going to do like half a million this year. One instructor on site, no front desk, none of that stuff. And with automation and the different things going on, we can now cultivate that model. We can. But again, it's not the only way. Multiplications are not the only way. Disruption. Sam On will be speaking with me when we're in at the Cookie One event. Sam On has one school. One school, one school. 110 students, something like that, right? Guy's a multimillionaire because he recognized on all multiple schools. So he took all the money he made. He learned how to invest in over the decades. This guy's a multimillionaire. Disruption. There's so many ways to be successful. You just have to choose for you what that is. Greg Horton put that in the other day, that multiple locations is not always the way to go to create the type of wealth you need. I'm the same way. I like startups. I put my money into startups and stocks and things like that because we may not have more than two locations. I don't know. 
if it presents itself and I feel it's, it's, it's to the best interest of my team, right? And I will benefit on the back end. Absolutely. Jason, my team and I was training over the trial experience last week and we had a parent and their child help us out. And they said they would enroll again. Good. And see, that's it. That's, see, that's disruptive. You're testing it and you're going to work out the bugs and the kinks and do all those different things. I get it, sir. I get it. I get it. Great for you, sir. So let's take a look at this craziness, okay? All right. So here's martial arts disruption for us. Number one, we are an app-driven culture. Open your phone right now. I bet every one of you have at least a half dozen apps. Put it in the comments. Go. At least a half dozen apps, be it the Fitbit app, the Nike app, the Step Counter, your Facebook app is there, Instagram, whatever. At least a half dozen apps. Put it in the comments. Own that. So we are an app-driven culture. And I know the big argument I'm getting, it's not good service. It's not good service. It's not good service. Well, I beg to differ because now we teach better on the mat. That's where you serve. Premium product, premium price, right? Apple is big on premium product, premium price. The most premium experience I'm going to offer that you're paying me top dollar for is on that mat. And I'm pointing to our, our mailway floor. So it's, on, it's, it's there, folks. It's there. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Make no mistake, right? Oh, man. Karth, you have three pages of apps? Oh, goodness. People love the custom branded My Studio app I have for Mount Artel. Good for you guys. Yeah, good for you. And you know what's two taught us? And that's another thing that was extremely disruptive. Before My Studio, everybody in our industry was paying upwards of two to $300 a month for all that kind of stuff. And two said, excuse me, Salesforce. Can you say Salesforce? Apps are free. Apps are inexpensive, right? Where's the money made on an app? Does anybody know? On the third-party billing, all the money that we pay through we pay through the app, that's where the money is made. You don't make money off the freaking app. It's not supposed to be that way. But see, Salesforce taught us that, which is a big company right here in San Francisco. Salesforce taught us. Um, it's just a basic CRM system, right? customer relationship management, it doesn't, shouldn't cost you that kind of money. But because we weren't well-versed, you had these people in our industry going, no, we have a special uh, system software just for the martial arts industry. No, it's not. What are we fundamentally doing? We're managing credit cards. We're managing their information and we're communicating via email and text. Fundamentally, that's it, right? They sign up for events. Yeah, we make it way too complex, way too complex. So, we're an app-driven culture. And make no mistake, it is the now, it is the future, it is here to stay. Make no mistake. And we can really leverage that so we can serve people better on the mat. Cool? No front desk. No front desk. We have no program director. And it's so funny, my sister Michelle said that. When we first got my studio and she was front desk, she said, are you trying to eliminate my job? And absolutely we are. Because think of most front desk people. Go to your gym. They suck because it's a low-level entry position and it's of no value, real. I mean, I can check in with a thumbprint at the gym. I can check in on a kiosk at the gym. I don't need somebody sitting at the front desk. Towel sitting right there. Really, you don't need a front desk person. How many of you, when you go to Vegas, check in off the kiosk now and check out off the kiosk because you don't want to stand in that freaking line? It's acceptable. And more so, it allows us to focus our attention on serving people, others. We make up for it in other environments. So no front desk. We have no program director. QR codes, QR codes. You know, I thought QR codes were dead, but because of the pandemic, we now have touchless menus. I went to a restaurant the other day and it was so brilliant. Brilliant. I sat down at the table, I scanned the QR code, it went into the menu, I bought my food and paid for it right there in the app. And then some runner brought the food to me. Now, is that the best waiting experience? Well, no, if I go to a five-star restaurant, it's a different conversation, it's a different experience. We were having a lobster roll and some clam chowder. It was fine right? It was fine. Would I get that in a five-star restaurant? No. Somebody's going to tell me the specials. And da, 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 da. It's a different experience. But I believe for what we do, if somebody walks in off the street 
and wants information on our business. And it's so obvious, three to five-year-olds, pre-K and kinder, flyer right here. I can take the flyer. It's got schedule. It's got pricing on it. And of course, it explains the why and the culture and the purpose of that program. And oh, there's a QR code on the back of the flyer, as well as there's a QR code right in front of me for a free trial scan here. What more do I need? Nothing. They can sit down and watch the class and we will always say hello because that's part of our culture. Whether I'm teaching or not, whether my team is teaching or not, when someone comes in that front door, welcome to One Martial Arts. Kick, punch, kick, punch, camera. Thanks for coming in. I mean, it's obvious. They don't have an appointment. It was, it, they, there's no challenge with that in today's culture. So QR codes are big on that. Here's another one. No cash transactions. What? Right? Sure. If you're one of those restaurants that take cash and you don't want to report it to the government and you want to pay people under the table, take cash. We don't take cash at all in our business. At all. Classic example of disruption. I sent my son to the Warriors game with his buddy, right? With his buddy, a couple of 13-year-olds. I give him 100 bucks, right? He comes back after, Papa, here's your 100 bucks. Why are you handing me this, this money? No, no, no. He gave me like, I don't know, a little bit of it back. <laughs> yeah, because he spent it. What happened was 99% of the ven vendors in Chase Center where the Warriors play do not take cash. The pro shop, all the top food, they happen to find one vendor that sold them hot dogs and stuff with cash. Duh. You know, you think of cryo, cryo, you know, crypto and all that stuff that's going on. People are moving that way. So I'm telling you, do not be afraid not to take cash. Get rid of it. Don't take it. Get rid of it. Online private lessons. We have quadrupled our revenue because we now do online private lessons. To this day, even though both locations are fully open in person, we got it going on. Guess what? 99% of our private lessons stay virtual. And we've quadrupled our revenue with that. Here to stay, right? We're still running outdoors in San Francisco, indoors and virtual. Millbrae, no more outdoors, but we're doing indoor and virtual. Here to stay. 15-minute online private lessons. Big for us. Big, big, big for us, right? <clears throat> so now, what did we used to do? Show up 15 minutes before class, I'll work with you, right? That was the big one. Show up 15 minutes before class, We'll, we'll, uh, I'll give you a small private. Guess what? The other experience, and you know, I've already, see, I play this stuff out, right? You're teaching a class. This kid's not freaking getting it. Dad's sitting there. You see the jaw clenched, right? Look at me, this sucks. My kid looks like an idiot. Uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm gonna forget this. We're quitting. This sucks. Because the dad feels helpless. He feels paralyzed. He can't talk to you, you can't go over and reassure him, everything's cool, any of that, because you're in the middle of teaching. Guess what? Boom, dad whips out the phone, dad goes to 15 minute virtual private, schedules a private, bam! I'm empowered as a dad. Is that a Disney experience or is it not? Do you think that's crazy? I don't think so. We've all been there helplessly teaching a class and you're going, left foot, sir, tapping his left leg, left foot, sir. And this kid keeps moving the freaking right foot. And dad's sitting there going, my kid's an idiot. This sucks. This sucks. His jaw's clenching like this, right? Dad's jaw's clenching. Anybody been there? Who's been there? Am I describing something we've all been through at least once or twice? Come on. Come on. Anybody? 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 Put it in the comments. Tell me, tell me that, that you see that, right? But now it's wonderful to see that parent whip out the phone, da, 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 da. Or at the end of the class, culture, 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 the instructor will say, hey, I know this was a really challenging stripe today, right? Extremely challenging stripe. So parents, remember, you have the ability to schedule that 15-minute virtual private lesson, and it's there. And eventually we will. We haven't gotten to that point yet because I'm waiting to do our remodel at both locations. I want to put in the Market Muscles TV. And it'll, it'll say there, book a free 15-minute virtual private. Book, 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 15-minute virtual private. I went into Lululemon the other day, big giant mirror, right? Because they do the mirror thing. But they were flashing different things that are on sale and stuff like that. That stuff can be communicated in so many different ways now that it's, it, we have to utilize that technology. Right, right, Pamela, you feel me on that. So 
That's why it's wonderful to be able to see them instead of getting upset and pissed off, they just whip out the phone because now they can be an action taker. They have a course of action. So they're empowered and you create that Disney experience right there, right? And here's the big one, as I shared, the 25% salary increases. I kid you not. If we think about it, our payroll went from 33% to 60% in this pandemic, 60%. Oh, see, that's why my camera's messing up. It's going, oh, see, even the camera's tripping, 60%. Come on, fix for me, fix, fix for me. See, but it did pretty good. I, I, I did everything I could to be still. As if I can, fix me. Okay, you got me, you got me, you got me. So that was a big one, right? We increased our payroll up to 60%, 60%, right? And now like Letitia put, it's back to uh, 30%. And then last but not least, premium product, premium price. Stop competing with the YMCA, stop competing with everybody else. You know, I shared this with Jason Smith the other day. We were going over all his data. Let me see if I can fix this. Hang on, stay with me, okay? Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. I'm gonna fix this. Listen to the sound of my voice. Listen to the sound of my voice. I'm not invisible. I'm still here. So I was talking to Jason Smith about this when we're going over his payroll and stuff and, and looking at his after-school program and asking ourselves that question. You know, is this lucrative? Because we've examined all of that. Should we be doing, like we got rid of, talk about disruption, we got rid of all of our single-day day camps. There's no reason to do them. They're not lucrative. They're not of any advantage to us. We got rid of them. What? You know, we're debating about birthday parties. Our birthday parties are currently $650. We're going to raise them all the way up to seven to $800 because it's not lucrative. If we're not making money off of them, then we're not going to do them, right? I'd rather pay my guys more money, teach more classes because we make the bulk of our money where? On the mat. Where? On the mat. Where? On the mat. That's a fact. We all agree to that, right? When I was talking to the school owner the other day, he said, well, you know, I've got my guys doing private lessons at a hundred bucks an hour. I said, well, how much of that do you make? Well, I, you know, I give them most of it. I make, I don't know what he was making. I said, it makes no sense. You make more money in a group class than anything. So what should we be doing? Group classes and lots of them, more of them and lots of them. So going back to our numbers, and I want to share those with you. So take a look at that again. And I want to be very clear about that. Yeah, you're still doing well with birthday parties. And we will too. Virginia, you, you know, we have premium birthday parties and people are asking for them left and right. Like crazy, they're asking for birthday parties. And we will go back to birthday parties, but we will make $100 an hour off every birthday party we do. Because they're not designed to recruit new students. They are designed to be the best freaking birthday experience in the world. So what was disruptive about that before I run out of time? I went to every kid's facility within a 10-mile radius with my kids and otherwise to see why people book these birthdays. That was it. That was the whole premise of it. Ah, oh, see? My camera's doing it again. But I'll finish this way. I'm not too concerned. So again, look at our numbers, folks. Right? Look at our numbers. Look at those numbers. Right? Our payroll was up to 60%, right? Back in October of 2021, it's back to 30% now. Do you know why? Because my team is an investment. They are not an expense. Do not look at your team as an expense. They are what? An investment. They are what? An investment. And the minute we shifted our mindset into that stronger, more so than ever, now our payroll's back to 30%. And this is just one location. Right? These aren't even the numbers for the other location. And I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. Cool. All right. So let's wrap this up. If you got any questions, put them in there. Yeah, see, Virginia's netting $140 an hour on birthday parties. That's about right. I agree with that all day, every day, all day, every day, all day, every day. Okay. Let me get back to my, my life here. So what do we got going on? Well, first of all, let's talk about those magical QR codes. There's one for you right there. See? Everybody take out your phone. Who's gonna take out their phone and scan that QR code? Go, go right now. Unless you're watching this on your phone. Scan the QR code. Where, where does it take you? Where does it take you? Where does it take you? Right? This thing doesn't like me. Everybody scan the QR code. 
Mm -hmm. And you could do them for free. You know, Jason, you could do them for free. It's up to you. Again, you know, do what you want to do, man. Do what you want to do. So we have It's Time Live Believe coming up. Uh, right now, we're only booking the four-day experience. Everyone who's done the four days, again, it's disruptive. It's like a retreat. It's unlike anything in our industry. It is life-changing. It helps define everything from systems to branding to team building to culture. I mean, the whole nine yards. I know it's not one thing I do in my business. It's everything I do in my business. And for me, that's vital. That's really, really, really vital, right? That's vital. So think about getting signed up for that. Good. Thank you, Jason. All right. This crazy thing here is so crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. So let me let me wrap this bird dog up. So you folks, you know, I believe in disruption. Does it mean you're going to be successful? I don't know. D does it mean you're going to completely change the world? I don't know. But it fits my value system. It's what I like to do. It fits where my head's at. It fits what I'm about. Right. But I'm a disruptor because I like taking nothing and making something out of it. I mean, think how amazing it was when you cultivated your brand. You started with nothing. You came up with a name. You designed a logo. You thought of your colors. You started with nothing and you made something out of it. And it's something you're proud of. It's something you work every day like a farmer, right? It's something you spend time with, right? Oh, I like that. Can someone take a screenshot of me? In front of this, let me, let me get a disruptive position. Cool. So you got that? And send that to me. Wow, that looks cool. I'll post that. And so, you know, know that, right? I'm not a disruptor just to be a, a, a pain in the butt. I believe in it. I believe in it with all my heart. And that's why when I started my business, I didn't want to do contracts, upgrades and all that. It forced me because there was no data in our industry to show me that a business with no contracts, no belt fees, no upgrades, no multiple uniforms, no built-in retails could be profitable because the only data in our industry said, if you want to be profitable, you must have contracts. If you want to be profitable, you must have upgrades. If you want to be profitable, you must have belt testing fees. That's all the data that was there. And it didn't fit my value system, right? Or my heart. So it forced me outside our industry to study people like Apple, to study people like Facebook, to study people like Google, to study people like Disney, to study old, old companies that have been around forever that people love on and on, on and on. And it's so, you know, listening to, I was listening to Cause Talks. I hope some of you got that. I listened to Von Schmeling and I listened to uh, Master Clark. Now these guys are very contract driven, very upgrade driven, all that. That's fine. But what they said that really resonated with me, they said the information in our industry is pretty much useless, people. It's useless because it's repackaged, regurgitated, you know, and it, there's a new bow on it. They look for information outside our industry and they're very, very successful. They are. They do it differently than I do, but I can't dispute their, their success. That's data. So it's never been about contract versus no contract. And I know people conveniently lump me into that because then they can just dismiss me. It's really about you being a disruptor for your life, right? If I'm stuck in a mindset here of old stinking thinking, and I can't be the best version of myself, I need to disrupt my mindset and adopt a new habit and a new mindset in order to be successful. That's it. Tony Robbins says it. You know, there's not a single person that won't talk about disruption to some form. So please, for your personal life, for yourself, based upon your values and your vision, be a disruptor. Cool? Folks, thank you to my sponsors. My studio, Market Muscles, Kids Love Life Skills, LC Accounting. I hope to see you at It's Time Live. Right now, we're booking only the four-day event. We will release the one-day and two-day after that. I want to shore up my core 20 people for the four-day event first. And there's only 12 spots left. Cool? And that's happening August 13th through 16th right here, five minutes from San Francisco Airport, five minutes walking distance to the venue. It's going to be a good time. All right? 
Thank you so much for being here, folks. I hope I answered your questions. If you have any other questions, just DM to me. DM to me and I'll be happy to answer them. Cool? All right, all right. Let me check out here. And I'm gonna check out here. And until we talk again, folks, what are you gonna go out there and do? Live your best life. Thank you.